The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Marketing Signals Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about understanding your consumer's mindset through marketing signals. With us today is Ross Gates and Brian Colligan, who are the co-founders of Gravity, which is a series of audience monitoring solutions that enables brands to find real-time buying intent signals like fundraising status, job changes, and various other real-time data points that arm marketers with a reason to start a conversation with their in-market prospects. Here's the first installment of Marketing Signals Week, where Ross, Brian, and I discuss what a marketing signal actually is. Okay, on with the show. Ross, Brian, welcome to Marketing Signals Week on the MarTech Podcast. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Excited. This is going to be awesome. Guys, I'm psyched about this. We've had some really fun conversations, and I'm going to start off by saying you guys are kind of like marketing cowboys, <laughs> a little hacky. Right, a little engineering focus, and you're you're pushing the boundaries, but you really understand a lot about what drives some of the most effective marketing in the world. I love your approach, and it's centered around what a marketing signal is. We're going to dive into it this week, but let's start off at the top. Let's talk about what a marketing signal is. How do you think about marketing signals? I think of it as like the history of sales. If you have the best information possible on a potential prospect or a client, it's like the hand-to-hand combat of a salesperson. They go up to the person, they create a relationship with the person, they understand their want and need like fundamentally after they have the relationship and trust there. So that's really expensive. And if you're selling like a product online for $5, you don't have the time to have the hand-to-hand combat relationship and build that time. So you need to find other signals or other things that are correlated with the intention that they have that need or they have that want. So it's really like an abstraction of an actual conversation. And you have to find things that are correlated to the person actually wanting that product or service. So the thing that sticks out in my mind is the word intent. And when I think about marketing data, and you mentioned you're talking about sales, but whether you're doing prospecting in a B2B business, whether you're trying to define and attract your target market in a B2C business, a lot of us think about demographic, geographic data, and intent data. And marketing signals are kind of the most sophisticated way. 
tell me the difference between the types of marketing data that you see brands using. Well, there's a difference between data and signals. Data, when you talk about demographics and who people are, is different than their actions and the intentions that they have at a specific moment in time. So when you put into a search engine that you want to buy a pair of red pants, that's a signal that at this point in time, you would be willing to take that action and buy a product. The fact that you are a woman or a man at a certain age isn't so much a signal as a data point. Yeah, there's a great example of this. There was a company that wealth advisors would use to understand life events, right? So when you're a wealth advisor and your client gets married, has a death in the family, has a kid, all of these things are signals of big life events that a wealth advisor would, would want to know so that they can appropriately plan your life for you. So there was a company that like had 450,000 people get in the app and became worth a whole lot of money just tracking these type of signals for wealth advisors so they can maintain and understand that. So demographics are understanding who a person is, geographics, understanding where they are, and then we get into consumer intent. And one of the big things that marketers, the most effective marketers in the world, think about is whether somebody is actually in market or not. I know on the B2C side, a lot of the times marketers are using content to try to see if somebody is in market. Hey, I, I served you this article. If you're going to read it, like, hey, I served you an article about the top 10 MarTech tips in the world. And if you click on that, well, you're probably interested in MarTech. Maybe that means you're interested in the MarTech podcast, right? I am trying to get a sense of not only interest, but maybe even where you are in your career, depending on the piece of content. Talk to me about understanding intent and what's the difference between intent, events, and signals? So I'd say that if someone takes an action, there is an event. The signal in that event is the ability to interpret that action as something that you can act upon. So the signal is the ability to know that when someone clicks on your article, that means that they're interested in buying your product and you can derive the intent to buy your product out of that action. Hey, the example that I'm thinking of when you're talking about the difference between an event and a signal is, and I'm thinking back to my younger days, you're looking for significant others or, you know, maybe just a good time. And you're on Facebook. That was a big deal when I was in college. When somebody would update their relationship status, the event is, I broke up with my boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever you're into. The signal is posting that on Facebook saying it's complicated or is single. And that is an actionable event. Or maybe it's a sign that in three weeks, it's an actionable event. Right. There's data being compiled and created all the time. And that when a signal, it's like correlated insight that you know what the next step is. That person became available. That person is looking for a red pair of pants. That individual is ready. People are trying to come to us with data all the time and say, hey, I have this database. It's of every single weather station in the United States. And we can tell you when the weather goes up or down five degrees. That's an event. I don't know what that's important for. When they come to us and say, what I use this data for is... When it drops five degrees in LA, we ship 50 more sweaters to Walmart because we know they're going to all get bought and sold the next two days. When it changes 20 degrees in you know, New York City, we do the same. You go, okay, so you've derived a signal that you can sell more fleece sweaters if the temperature changes. You probably use the temperature for a lot of different things, but you have to determine what the signal is in that event. Okay. 
So it seems like there's a mindset change here for marketers and salesmen as well to start thinking about what data is actionable, what people are broadcasting out that means that they are in market, as opposed to what you can learn about customers. Give me some examples of who's doing this well. We work with a company that I would say is one of the best at marketing in the world. They have a whole marketing platform. And the signal that they look at is new hires. Because when a new hire comes into a company, they have about 90 days to prove to the person who hired them that they should be on the team and they provide more value than they cost. They also usually have a budget. No one says no when a new hire wants to buy software because the new hire usually is bought to come in to make change. And that person also wants to usually get a new job to prove that they can take on more responsibility and have a higher role in a company. So they're driven to go take an action. This new company sends gifts to people. And so they'll send a gift to that new hire saying, congratulations on the new job. Here's a branded headset. Here's something to put on your desk so that everyone in this company sees our logo on your desk. And so you constantly remember that in the first 30 days, you should buy our product. So I think that that's a great point that it's not just about understanding the signal, but also being able to act appropriately to market to the customer hey, this person is a new hire, the marketing tactic that we're taking is congratulating them on the new job. I guess the last question I have for you is, talk to me about the creepy factor. (laughs) Hey, how did you know I got this new job? That one's probably broadcast all over the world. It's on LinkedIn. But when you're getting marketing signals and you're doing some stuff that maybe don't people don't think they're broadcasting all the signals, how can you act on them without being a creep? That's what makes them so powerful is because people sometimes don't even know what the actual event is going to be. So there's that famous story about Target where they were getting looking at the emails and the dad was getting like these emails for her daughter's email about diapers and baby powder. And just because of the way that she was searching things and looking for things, she didn't even know she was pregnant yet. And they were getting all of these signals in their algorithms that they started sending them baby stuff. It's amazing that Target was able to know that she was pregnant before her father or the girl even knew that she was pregnant. And the father reached out and tried to sue them and say, stop, you shouldn't do this. And then when he found out his daughter was pregnant, it went, oh, wait, never mind. Sorry. Oh, she totally brought a pregnancy test. There's no way that they just guessed (laughs) that someone was pregnant. Are you sure? (laughs) What would the signal be that enabled Target to figure out that someone was pregnant before they knew? Weight gain, growing clothes. Diet change. Yeah eating more food, rapid expansion of waist size. These things are embedded in there. Look, maybe she's a little emotional. Maybe she's looking for self-help books. And God knows I have two beautiful sons. My wife's mindset changed a little bit. I'm not saying for better or for worse. (laughs) But, you know, there are some maybe signal changes. I'm going to get in trouble by saying all this stuff. I'm going to get grounded when I get home. So Target actually sends out pamphlets to every single house. And you think they send the same one to every person's house. But it is very highly personalized. And I think they changed it from congratulations on your new baby to they still just stick a pamphlet in the middle that's got some baby stuff. And you think, well, since everybody's getting it, I guess it's okay that I got this one page with baby stuff. I'm not going to buy it. But, oh, actually, I am pregnant. Maybe I should buy it, which is less creepy. Marketing signals. It's the next generation. Guys, I'm really excited to continue the conversation. And we're going to talk a little bit this week about what companies are using marketing signals correctly, how you're collecting marketing signal data, 
the power and the problem marketing signals, and then building your feedback loops with marketing signals. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Ross Gates and Brian Colligan, co-founders of Gravity, for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Ross, Brian's, and Gravity's tips for finding marketing signals, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss how the most powerful companies in the world are actually marketing signal companies. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Ross and Brian, you can find links to their LinkedIn profile in their show notes, or you can visit their company's website, which is launchgravity.com, L-A-U-N-C-H-G-R-A-V-I-T-Y.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.